Hola. Hello. Bienvenidos a Enredo. A podcast about raising bilingual children. I do like to read with my mama. I'm Monica. And I'm Paula. Welcome to Entre Dos, a podcast about raising bilingual children. In our last episode, we spoke to Fabrice Jamon, a French educator, researcher, and the author of the book, The Bilingual Revolution, about how we as parents have the power to advocate for dual language education programs in our communities. Fabrice has helped parents establish a number of dual language education programs in New York, and his book serves as a guide for parents who may want to replicate those efforts elsewhere. In part two of our conversation, we talk about what drives parents to undertake these efforts and what you need to get started. If you haven't listened to part one, we recommend you listen to that episode first. What are what, when you get started with something like this, what are some big misconceptions about dual language programs that you have to dispel early on? A lot of um, the misconceptions are, are are related to most times whether, whether the, the, my child will will do well in that program or whether or not his, his or her vocabulary will suffer from learning in two languages or or, or will he or she be happy in, uh, in learning like that in two languages every day, particularly for a monolingual child? It's not a given. It's, sometimes children will need some time to adjust in, in a program, and, and sometimes the kids don't want to be in that program. Maybe their parents wanted to raise their kids in French or Spanish or whatever, but maybe they don't want it. They don't even understand why, why they're in those programs. And then some of them even sit in the back of the classroom silently for hours and days, and they're not happy. So there's a fair bit of uh, a fair bit of communication to to have with our our own kids. Um, but um, but for you know, the other thing is. Um, these are not private schools. These are public schools. And a lot of the misconceptions is people have high expectations uh, sometimes. Uh, and they think they will have everything like in private schools. And they need to understand that it's not going to be that. It, and, and then, yes, they can donate money and time and, 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 and do whatever they can to make those programs work. But it's not a private school where everything is lined up for you, and and, uh, and that that's what some of the families I've met, and actually they've left the schools, and just because they they were expecting something else. But um, but for the most part, um, and I can speak um, definitely about. Um, the French community and the French families that I've met uh, over the years, but also the other communities. But I, uh, from the French parents, I hear I get a lot of feedback, and and they're so thankful. They're so thankful that this is possible, that they can put their kids in a public school in two languages, that they can speak 
with their kids in their own language and 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 have their kids write you know letters or emails to them or to their grandparents and and they're so thankful that it that is possible that but um, the most important part for me because i also my my daughters go to one of the programs ps 110 uh, in greenpoint brooklyn it's a French dual language program that I helped start uh, maybe what, eight years ago now. I can't even remember, but yeah. So now seeing my daughters go through uh, the, the, that program, reading books in French and English, writing in French and English, speaking so well in French and English, uh, that, that, that brings me joy, immense joy. And, and, and I want this for every parent. I want every parent, particularly parents who just move to the U.S. to to feel that. But I also want parents who've been in the U.S. and who are born in the U.S. to, to, to experience that. Because it, it's a beautiful thing to see that you know, if your child can master two languages or more and, 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 and become bilingual, biliterate, multicultural, and so open to, to others and having empathy for uh, others and, and 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 tolerance for other cultures, that that is the way to go for for our children. I think that's the best way to make our children global citizens of this world. And in many ways, you know, it, a lot of well, I think it, all of the initiatives in your book um, have to do with parents. Um, wanting to preserve their cultural heritage, right? And making language that sort of main bridge to to this heritage. And and would you say that that this is generally the the sort of desire that has been the engine be, behind this dual language revolution? For parents, yes, um, and parents parents of a heritage linguistic heritage background definitely. But, but they were other parents, you know, American English monolingual parents, who were um, at you know in, initiators of those programs, uh, and I've met a few of them who, who thought that um, you know having your kid monolingual and 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 grow up monolingual was um, was not sufficient. It, it has it was. Uh, impoverished in a sense that um, they they thought they could do better and then that's how they got involved with this revolution and, and, and started uh, recruiting other parents and you know advocating for those programs uh, just because they they think it's it's um, it's a beautiful uh, approach so so yes definitely um, Parents who want to sustain their linguistic heritage, and their, that's 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 one of the bulk of the parents behind those programs. But but you have so many others who believe in it just because they think it's worth it's worth doing, and it's um, and it's beautiful to to give. It's a gift that keeps on giving, uh, uh, and that's good for our children. You mentioned in the book that both middle and high school dual language programs are scarce in the U.S. And even with our show, we have noticed that a lot of the talk that happens about bilingualism is among parents of elementary school school children or younger. There's this idea, which is real, that you know you have to start early. 
But it just doesn't make sense to me to invest so many resources into these initiatives just to see them drop off when they go into middle school. And, and you know, I wanted to know if maybe you had an idea of, of, of why there was such sort of scarcity in these programs and if there's anything that we could do to plan ahead to prevent this. Yeah, I've, I've seen this, um, and it is a problem. Um, some, some states uh, are now thinking with a long, long-term vision, and Utah in particular, they have a K-16 type of um, vision, whereby not only middle school, but high school, even college, you will continue uh, with, with the um, language, they call it the dual language immersion program there, but, but at least it's, it's ingrained in, in, in the system, and, and you can even get college courses in high school in that language and gain college credits while you're doing that. So that um, the children are, are still motivated by by the programs, and and um, and they know that the program will take them to college. It's the same thing in Brooklyn with um, this um, middle and high school that I'm working with. It's called the School for International Studies in Borum Hill, and and they the, the school has a, an international baccalaureate program. And with a few parents, we approached the school a few years ago with uh, with our dual language program in French and thought, but perhaps you could combine your international baccalaureate with a dual language program, and, and, and that would work very well for us. But would you be willing to do that? And they said yes. And then now um, we're two years away from graduating the first cohort of children uh, with a fully bilingual international baccalaureate degree. And I think that's the way to go for children who, who, who um, went to uh, dual language programs in, in elementary schools. They need to have a long-term vision and a degree or recognition at the end of, at the end of high school, something that will open the doors to college whether it's in the U.S. or around the world, and, and an IB program opens the doors to universities around the world, for instance. And and if if it's if it's something rigorous with quality and recognition, and and college credits even, then that will um, that will make it work, and that that means kids will not drop out by the time they're. In, sixth grade they'll stick to that program and uh, and uh, and invest in it um so i think we need more long-term vision among our uh, schools and educators um and and connect that type of education to a successful uh, college um, uh, you know, pathway uh, those those kids will will go all the way if there is quality and if uh, there is recognition and, and value uh, added to their uh, education. And um, that can happen in the public school. You know, one thing that, that we were really amazed and, and grateful um, by the amount of work that the families in the groups that you profile uh, in the book have done to bring these programs to their communities. And, you know, it really struck us that 
that many of their kids didn't even get to enjoy the fruit of their labor mm-hmm. um, because the efforts just took so long. And and you have a very useful roadmap in the book for anyone who wants to start a dual language program. Um, and there's an abridged version online that we will link to in the show notes. Uh, but But what advice would you give to someone right now who wants to start a, a dual language program? You need to believe in it. It's it's possible, and that's what I keep. I wanted to, to to share with the book. I wanted parents to know that it is possible. Others have done it. You can do it, um, and and don't let anyone tell you the opposite. It's just too easy to discourage someone by telling them this is not going to happen. Or we we don't have teachers. We don't have this. We don't have this. This these are excuses that are not valid. It is possible, and everyone can do it. Uh, it will require work. It will require collaboration. It will require diplomacy. It will require a number of skills, and uh, and and you need to have community buy-in uh, to do that. But it is possible, and the roadmap that I share in the book, and it's also online, um, is is from parents to parents. This is something that was put together through lessons learned. Uh, and that, that's because parents wanted to share that, what they had learned with other parents so that they could do it. So you don't have to start from scratch. You can learn from, um, from others. And, um, and, and, uh, and you don't even have to buy the book. You just read it online if you want. It's downloadable. And, and there's a, a, a website dedicated to, um, to that roadmap with videos from other parents. And, uh, but but it's, it's, it's a starting point. And you, you just uh, take that roadmap and adapt it to your local uh, uh, reality, whether it's in the U.S. or in other countries. The book is now available in five languages. Uh, English, French, German, Spanish, and Russian. And I'm adding five more languages in the next um, few weeks. Arabic, Chinese, Italian, um, Japanese, and I'm missing, and and Polish. And then other um, people have approached me to translate it in Korean, in uh, uh, Portuguese, in Hindi, in uh, Persian. So because it is going to be available in so many languages, it's going to be accessible by many, many communities in the U.S., but in other countries as well. And that's what I'm starting to see is that because it's available in in French or or German or other languages, then uh, in, in other countries, people are starting to wake up to the potential of bilingualism, multilingualism, and um, and and I like I like that, and I, I like the fact that it will spread. Maybe it will take a few years and and uh, many more revolutions, but 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 at least um, uh, it is it is now accessible and uh, and adaptable in in many many ways. Um, so best advice is is to get to get going. Get a, get, a, get a group together, a core group of parents and educators 
and um, yeah, read read some of the stories from uh, from the book and from the website, and get get your initiative going. It will work. It will work. A year from now, you might be uh, looking at a program, and in um, a few years after that, uh, you you will have helped hundreds and hundreds of uh, parents and families um, because of that idea that you that idea that you started. Thank you again to Fabrice. It's nice to see that the efforts of parents and communities can make these types of programs a reality. For more information and resources, visit the Bilingual Revolution website at thebilingualrevolution.info. There you'll also find the book's case studies for free. And to discuss this and any other of your bilingual parenting questions, join us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Entre Dos Podcast. Hasta la próxima. Nos vemos.